There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere, back at it, a weekend has begun. It's the fifth hour with Ben Maller and Danny G Radio. Uh, Not here today, but uh, he'll be here on Saturday and Sunday because four hours a night are not enough. We do this eight days a week from a podcast studio at a secret location somewhere in the Northwoods, and we thank you for subscribing, for listening, for downloading the podcast. And it is Friday, so that means a chance to catch up with someone in the world of media, sports that we can have a conversation with. And the big story this week has been all about college football and coaches getting redonkulous amounts of money. Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame to go to LSU and Lincoln Riley saying goodbye to Oklahoma to go to USC. These are massive stories, which is going to shift the entire financial spectrum of coaches' salaries for every other sport. The trickle-down effect, certainly in football, and there's talk now of NFL salaries rising. Inflation is coming. 
um, to the world of sports. The contract's already outrageous, but the money's getting even more and more into the uh, the stratosphere in the world of football. And who better to break it all down than a, someone who has been the one-man band, at least it seems that way, behind the website collegefootballnews.com. Pete Futak joins us now this week. We're going to have a conversation here with Pete. Now, Pete, I have described collegefootballnews.com as the Bible of the college gridiron. It is my go-to site when I need some information on college football. I always turn to your website. How would you sum it up for those that haven't read it? A way that I have not had to go get a real job in a long time. So that, that's basically it. Everything around this is, is about me having to get this, live in this weird, crazy world of college sports and uh, deal with it all. But uh, it's fun. You know, it, the whole idea is that everyone gets too crazy about sports in general, especially when there are real world topics that actually matter. Uh, and the fun part about college football is you've got some of the richest, most powerful people on the planet who get just insane over what a bunch of 18 to 23 year old kids do on a football field. And, or God forbid you, you know, do their, their school sign up or down or make fun of their fight song or anything. And uh, it's all supposed to be silly. It's all fun. And yet people take it so seriously and beyond that, just predict games and, Go from there and give the people what they want, especially uh, late, in this, late in the season this year. It's been a whole lot of fun and uh, even more than ever after doing this for as long as we've been doing this for. Yeah, what, what what did you do, Pete, before this? Like, I've only known you as this guy. Like, you've had that website. I was doing a website. I had a rumor website for a while. And you guys were doing, you know, you were doing your thing at College Football News. And, you know, I haven't done that in a long time. And you're still pumping out story after story after story. You're a machine. What, what, what did you do before this? Not to put a log on a fire here and get this whole, I'll do this as fast as possible. I started out in advertising. I worked then for a now defunct publication called Pro Football Weekly uh, here in Chicago for several years. Uh, and then in the late 1990s, uh, a couple of the guys there and I were like, hey, you guys should take this print publication and make do this whole online thing. And they weren't really into it. And then it was too late for that. Uh, and then one day I, there was some data out there that said that the most uh, read stuff on the Internet in the 1990s came out of like the Dallas Morning News and their recruiting rankings and anything to do with college football. And I just so happened to like say, hey, I love college football. I love making picks and writing about this. And I started up then in 1998, and it's gone from there. And uh, quick side, true story, I, I actually really took off with the Fox world. Uh, on my birthday one year, I think it was 2000-ish or so, uh, I had, had the newspaper, and we used to get the newspaper, and the, uh, the wife uh, looked in and looked at my horoscope and for my birthday that day, and ha, 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 what are your lucky letters for the – uh, the upcoming year, and the lucky letters were FOX. Okay, ha-ha, I'm going to just send out a uh, just a blind email to Fox and just say, I know you're changing up your site and stuff if you're looking for college football content. And so I sent out just a, one to the general mailbox at foxsports.com, and within like 15 minutes later, got something back saying, yeah, we're really, I love you guys. You guys are great. This is great. Not knowing that it was just me doing this. And then I hooked up with Fox and was with them for about 15 years or so uh, as a content provider and uh, uh, all of that. And everything just sort of took off from there. 
That's not supposed to work, Pete. You, as you know, that's I not. Know. Yeah, you're you're not. You know, just fishing, and and that's that's awesome. And and you are a one man band, right? I mean, do you have other people? Every time I, I'm amazed at the amount of content that you turn out every day. It's in it's an insane. You, know, you you've got that down to a science. There, how many? How many I have, I don't have as much of an ego about it as you'd think, considering my name is slapped on everything. But there are minions behind the scenes. Uh, who do lots of grunt work, who help out with the, 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 the basics and research and a whole lot of other things. Uh, but yes, at the end of the day, I finalize everything and put it all up under CFM. But we do have other guys who work there. Uh, not as many in the Fox days when, you know, we had a staff of about 15 guys who, you know, helped crank stuff out. And it's, uh, there's, a, there's a fun, interesting, quirky CFN tree of uh, talent out there doing all sorts of other things uh, in the world as we speak. Some in the, the sports world, Barrett Salee started out at the uh, CFN, uh, Russ Mitchell, who is a famous radio guy across the SEC playing and uh, guys who do, like I said, who have gone on to do much bigger and much better things than this. Uh, but it's just been around long enough and it's been crazy. It's every year is different. The internet always changes. The sports business world has never quite been the same uh, through COVID, through uh, you name it through different algorithms, through everything. It has not been the same any of the years I've been doing this for the last twenty something years or so. And I got to give you credit, Pete. You're a Chicago guy, and I read your stuff. I don't sense. Maybe I'm missing it. Maybe I have a blind spot, but I don't sense any kind of like bias towards a a certain Big Ten schools. I mean, when you were growing up, what was your team when you were when you were young? Uh, yeah, I grew up in Minneapolis. I, okay. My dad worked in colleges all, all my dad worked in colleges all his life, so I've grown up on college campuses all my life. Uh, so I grew up in Minneapolis. He worked in the University of Minnesota. I went to Wisconsin because it got me in state tuition uh, when with Minnesota, uh, and then I live in Chicago. So uh, I do, of course, like the Big Ten, but I'm. If my bias is towards anything over the last you know millions of years, it's just to the Power Five schools because. You know, for example, all the Cincinnati arguments, all the other things when it comes to any other you know, smaller school, not that I'm not rooting for the little guy, but I just know what now what goes into these Power 5 schools and just what big machines they are and just how much talent it takes to, to keep those things going and how hard it is to get those schedules. So I do admit to being a total Power 5 snob, and at this point, honestly, I just root for – Great games, great moments. I want to see the big moments. You know, like, I, again, I went to Wisconsin, but I was kind of mad that Iowa uh, lost or, or beat Nebraska so that it would have been Minnesota versus Wisconsin for a shot to play for the Big Ten Championship. I root for, you know, I want to see the big, giant games. And beyond that, you know, my biases pretty much go for whatever my picks are for that week. Yeah. And, see, this is – I'm glad you brought that up because I, I have this argument in college basketball – every year when the NCAA tournament comes around and I hear all these people, I want to see the small schools win, you know, in the early round of the tournament in, you know, being a a radio guy, we do, I do an overnight show. And so we talk, you know, that's when we mostly talk college basketball. There's no juice. People don't, don't care. They don't want to talk about the smaller schools. They, they, everyone wants to see the upsets, but when Duke wins, you know, for example, in basketball or something like that, people call up, they want to talk, you have opinions about it. And I, and it's it got to be the same thing in college football, right? You know I mean, as you point out, you you see the data on the traffic and what's getting 
clicks and all that, right? I mean, that's that's a fact. Oh, it works yeah. for it. Oh, it works for Power Five conferences too. Stanford being good equals page view death. You know, so it's not. <laughs> it's, it, so it, that's just that does not. You know, there's certain schools that will help me. I'm always happy. But you know, to, on the flip side, Marshall places like you know every once in a while, like Coastal Carolina last year when it was rocking and rolling. Uh, certain East Carolina, certain you know, UCF certainly has a massive enough fan base where uh, it certainly helps business-wise. But again, I, I just kind of root for the big things. And, and you're dead on right when it comes to against like, a tournament. You show me, you know, Central Connecticut Tech State beating Duke in the second round, and I'll show you a 95-41 third-round matchup somewhere coming in down the right road. So I, NCAA tournament, even more than anything else, give me the top four teams. Give me the monsters at the very end. And, you know, but look, on the, there is a flip side to all this. And in the college football playoff world, you know, we've had monsters over the last few years. We've had the biggest of the big names get in. And you've had the, you know, the LSU and Alabama, Clemson and you know, Ohio State. And we've had blowout after blowout uh, in these college football playoff matchups. So I, I, I do say all that. And I tongue in cheek say I am a power five snob, but I do get it when the public out there is sick of Alabama, when it's sick of the same old, same old schools. And it's more fun in a year like this when you do have, you know, a Cincinnati and an Oklahoma State and, you know, even a Michigan who are, you know, more, and even Georgia to a certain extent are kind of the new teams involved in this. And I think when they do expand the college football playoff, whenever that does happen, it's just going to expand it even more and get more programs involved and more fan bases involved. Uh, without ruining the integrity of the regular season of college football, kind of like they've already done that with college basketball. But uh, it is more fun when you get more fan bases involved in this. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. So what what is the big hit on college football news? You, you do a lot of game previews and, uh, and you know, all kinds of things. Is it the gossipy stories or is it the, the hardcore like football breakdowns? Like what is it that really... Predictions, 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 predictions. That's it's everything. You know, everyone wants to... And I, as much as I fought it for many years, uh, predictions are always what everyone wants, especially now. And that's where things have changed more than anything else over the time of starting this. Because it used to be that you want the longer content, you want the feature articles, you want the you know the 2,000-word article things that people would read. And now everyone's on their phones. And so they just want bam, bam, bam. They want lists. They want quick. They want in, out there. You know, they're commuting up to, to work or, you know, they have a few minutes wherever they're able to look at it. And they just want to be able to look at something fast, get their content, and move on. And so really the idea of pivoting from when I first started, where we used to have a slew of writers who would write these million-word articles. And they would just you want to keep people on the site, make them sticky, get them to the message boards back in the day, keep people engaged on the site. Now nobody does that. So the idea of getting people to the homepage doesn't really matter. Because it's that, it's all search engines, it's do, do you have your SEO right? It's really more technical because uh, that was really where, where Fox used to help out more than anything else where I could write an article on CFN and get traffic. If Fox took it, it would be great. If Fox put it on MSN, it would go ballistic. So it really just depends. You have a, you know, Everyone's writing good stuff. It just depends who gets to it and how they can see it. Yeah, and you also, I know on your website, I don't know how many years you've been doing it, you pick NFL games too. Like you handicap the games in the NFL, not just college football. So you'll. Yeah, you know, the the weirdest part about all this, I think our biggest traffic day maybe ever, at least since we've been uh, with the USA Today platform, has always been the Wednesday slash Thursday right before March Madness. You know, I mean, just it's crazy how we, again, SEO, who gets the right algorithm and stuff to happen and it just happens to be our site has sort of clicked in with where people go to our site now when it comes to picks predictions on the right day and those have always been the biggest stuff so even college basketball stuff but really the nfl you know as much as i love college football nfl i'm actually pretty more fluent in a lot of ways uh and last year during covid when it looked like there wouldn't be a college football season me and a couple other guys really sort of I got a couple guys to help me out. We pivoted fast and said, all right, well, we're just going to be all NFL just to try to get us through the season. As it turned out, just as many people wanted to see NFL picks as they want to see college picks. And same sort of thing. As long as you, you don't have to engage people for that long, if they want to get on, okay, like who's going to win tonight, New Orleans or Dallas? Boom, get, get in, get out, and move on with it. So, hey, the more content, the better. Yeah, now do people, I do a, a bit on my radio show, which I, I've done on the internet too, is Benny versus the Penny. Now, do people give you a hard time? Do they bust your chops? If you don't <laughs> if you don't get the pick right, Pete, are they, whoa, you got it right. Is it, is it that or they, they, they leave it alone on that? It depends on how wacky I try to be. Uh, I, I get, usually I'll always get tagged if there's something just wrong. Like if there's something factually incorrect, which drove me crazy this year because, for example, the NCAA official stats site was wrong in, on their stats on a couple of certain things uh, throughout the year. They just didn't have it quite plugged in right. So whenever we go through the, te- the game previews, 
and then do one final check to make sure things are right with the NCAA stats site because they're usually the site of record. Well, the Cincinnati fans let me hear about it when I, I wrote like three words or something about the, the Cincinnati pass rush just being okay, and I based it mainly off of the, the NCAA stats site when they were wrong. It was my own fault for not checking out elsewhere. Then I will hear it. But if I really biff a, a, a call or a pick, all right, some, every once in a while I'll get something. Uh, I'll really hear it when I do something really stupid, like pick Ohio State to beat Alabama in the national championship last year. But, hey, I'm, I'm all – put it out there. I will gladly take it. When we get it wrong, we get it wrong. And uh, that's part of the game. That's part of the fun in all this. But uh, uh, the other thing, too, which is also been crazy about this compared to the, even the Fox days, is people aren't quite as nasty as they used to be when it comes to missed picks. And I, I do have a theory that people's ire and anger have turned more towards more real things like political things and real world things. So the idea of, oh, you got this pick wrong, the venom isn't quite there like it was back in, say, the early to mid-2000s as it's been over the last, you know, four or five years or so. Yeah. All you have to do, though, Pete, if you want to upset people, just mention uh, Republican or Democrat. Boom. Uh, everyone will uh, explode in a, a fit of rage. You had a, you had a great point, and you've, you've done this, you've talked about this before, but the college football, this is a big weekend in college football because uh, championship weekend and all that and conference championship games. And you pointed out how much better this could be by spreading it out and and it's everything's pretty much being played within the, the same few hours. And so, as you have correctly pointed out, you, you, we can't really watch everything, right, Pete? I mean, this is a mistake in college football. Will it ever actually be rectified? Yeah, I, to, your, to your point, you're, you're talking about is what I, what I pointed out where I don't get it. I know network and TV guys. I've talked about this with college football playoff people at the highest levels. I've talked about this with network people. And they all have their actual reasons. Obviously, there's a site that these people aren't dumb. They, they have a reason for putting the games on when they are. But the problem is, for example, who's going to watch the American Athletic Conference Championship when you have the Big 12 Conference Championship on at the same time? Who's going to watch the ACC title game when the Big Ten Championship's on at the same time? You know, so uh, you have all these games that, like, and the Max figured out, you know, the hot action stuff. There's a reason why you know, I, we talked about traffic before traffic for, for central Michigan, Eastern Michigan on a random Tuesday night is massive because all the degenerate gamblers out there, which I say with affection, uh, we're going to go check out that pick. Cause that's the only thing going on on Tuesday night. So for the conference championships, there's no reason why the Mac should not be playing their championship game on a Wednesday night. People will watch that. You know, I know there's NFL on Thursday, but you could also have like a, a Sun Belt Championship that would get its viewership too. When you have a glut of games on Saturday, people are just going to want to watch the biggest of big games, and they're not going to flip around and watch them all. Yeah, and I've had those same conversations like in the NFL because they play everything. You know, the one o'clock Eastern window and then the four o'clock Eastern window, and they could spread that out. And but the you know same thing, the same. Oh no, you don't. You will not change my red zone habit. <laughs> a red zone fan, as a red zone fan, someone who's completely converted, who cannot sit and watch a full NFL game without other options at this point. I need more options in the four o'clock late game hour. After those first that first just mashup of games is so awesome, and then when you only have like two games, and if the late monster game turns out to suck, it's like wait a minute, I want five or six other options at this point. 
so that I kind of get, but they don't really have that red zone option. They've tried it with college. doesn't quite work out as well. Yeah, it's it's there's too many teams, right? And co- that's the problem with college football. It's so spread out. And and it's a different animal because obviously fantasy makes a difference. Uh, you'll never have that. There is a fantasy element to some you know crazy people like myself in college football. But obviously it's not even you know, one one hundredth of the same as it is uh, in the NFL side where you want to you know, flip around the game, 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 game. I need to know, you know I might live in Chicago, but I sure as shoot care about you know, what's happening with Tua down in Miami. And, you know, if I'm going against Russell Wilson up in Seattle and all around the rest of the world, and plus obviously uh, on the betting side of things, NFL is a, a, a whole other weird animal as opposed to college football. Yeah. Now, as far as some of the other stuff going on in, in college football, has there ever been a coach who decided to get a different job that was not met with a mob holding pitchforks and torches as they left we've we've seen that that's been a theme this week in college football where the fan bases are insane and upset and all that the only way i've determined that the people are happy is if they're firing the coach because the coach is bad then they celebrate but if you if the coach gets a better job or what he thinks is a better job there must be a mob uh, at least an online mob destroying the coach pete right that's the way it has to work now there is no dumber, weirder aspect to American society than college football coaching things. Because on the one side, if you win two games, you get an extension and 57 years added on with an extra $10 million a year, all because you had a little mini hot streak. If you lose ten, two games, fired. Can't coach anymore. You stink. You don't know what you're doing. We need to move on from this. It is hilariously weird how this all works. But you are right. It, it depends on the situation, though, because the, the crazy part about the coaching carousel to what you're speaking of is every big-time fan base, you can insert any major program's name here, thinks, why don't why, why wouldn't want to, you know, somebody coach here? Why wouldn't someone want to have this job? And I, I say this with affection with the Texas job when it came open with Mac Brown finally decided to let go. I speaking to very high end people there and they were dead serious. They were like, well, we're just going to get one of the Harbaugh's or we can, or why wouldn't Mike Tomlin want this? Or we'll, we'll pay for Nick Saban to come here every, and that's every single opening. They think we could just pay to get this guy to come here. And sometimes it works. You know, USC was right. We could just pay to get Lincoln Riley to come take this job. Uh, and I, for the most part, Oklahoma, there's a certain segment of fan base, the fan base in Oklahoma that, you know, kind of knew Lincoln Riley was never going to be at Oklahoma for forever. Where I think they got mad was he took the USC job and not say the Dallas Cowboys job, where he seemed like he was going to be on the Cliff Kingsbury path to the NFL. So there was something there. Oddly enough, I, there aren't a whole lot of fans out there who seemed that upset over brian kelly leaving notre dame it's it, they're like we appreciate what you did you did you won a lot of games here but all right don't go to lsu and it, that was one of the weirder uh big hires in this whole carousel be sure to catch live editions of the ben maller show weekdays at 2 a.m eastern 11 p.m pacific he's mike Harmon. i'm dan fire and we have a brand new fantasy football podcast called i want your flex 
twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sit, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of, I'm glad you brought up the Notre Dame thing because I wanted to ask you, I've I've been hearing through the grapevine here that as you referenced, they weren't that upset that Brian Kelly left it. The people behind the scenes at Notre Dame, the the people who have influence there, even though Notre Dame had a great season, they said they only lost to Cincinnati and uh, at, a, at a solid year yet again, and they've been very good in the, in the regular season with Brian Kelly and they haven't done very well in big games and the bowl games and whatnot, but that the program... The, the term that I kept hearing was it was it was stale, that there wasn't a lot of, of – uh, despite the wins, that it could be bigger and better and that things had kind of grown uh, dull, if you will, which is odd because they're winning a lot. Have you heard any of that? You're in the, you're in the Midwest. Is that is that yeah. Yeah, nonsense or is there something there, to it? There's, well, there's, there's, that, there's that thought that, okay, he's – if you're Notre Dame, he got them to a certain level – where I have a whole slew of problems with Brian Kelly and past things that happened under his watch at that program off the field. But on the field, look, the guy got him to two college football playoff uh, appearances, one BCS championship appearance. Uh, He has gotten that program to a level where it is just close enough. And that, no, it's not Alabama or Clemson, but like that's an unrealistic, even for Notre Dame, 
expectation because it requires some dumb luck to be at that oh my dear god level that Alabama's been at or you know that Clemson was at uh, before this year under Demo Sweeney will probably be at again very soon uh, but there is the theory I think it's Mike Krzyzewski's thought that you can stay at a place for too long and he did end up staying there for too long uh, but yeah, it, it seemed like it was just one of those moments where they just needed a little bit of a shift, a new energy, maybe something different, a little more innovation, a little something different. But like you said, look, they're in the college football playoff throughout this chase throughout this whole run. It's been a great season under Brian Kelly. Uh, however, it just everyone wants to kind of move on and do different things and make different changes. And it just seemed like that with Notre Dame as well. Well, now the, the reports, uh, Marcus Freeman, the defensive coordinator, apparently he's, he's in line and, uh, and to be the head coach and be the full-time guy. Is, you think that actually follow, they follow through with that? And would that be a money? Would Notre Dame be doing that to save money? Or is there something else uh, going on here? It's not a crazy thought because of the, of the history of low ball offers and uh, to guys like Urban Meyer in the past and not overpaying for coaches, uh, except for the fact that you can't find anybody who's ever had anything to do with the Notre Dame football program who can say anything but glowing recommendations and is not in total love with Marcus Freeman uh, in terms of energy, in terms of being able to sell the program, in terms of being just the the, the youthful energy that, who just is always go, 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 uh, always positive forward and is just kind of embodies what you want in a college football head coach in the modern era where you want a guy who's got that, that fire, who's got the energy to be able to, to always be recruiting. And I, I know a lot of Notre Dame uh, friends of mine and guys who do this always are thinking about, well, look, you know, Notre Dame's one of those jobs that they can really actually go after anybody and someone like a, John Harbaugh would think about, or a Mike Tomlin uh, would think about, or any pro coach would have to, for a split second, think, hmm, the head coach at Notre Dame, that's just a thing. The problem with that is pro coaches going to college, you know, going from movies to TV, the idea of like Cliff Kingsbury going from Arizona, where they're in the Super Bowl hunt, to Oklahoma. Once you've lived and tasted that pro life, going back to having to suck up to 17-year-olds on a daily basis is kind of a hard thing to do. That's why kind of a guy like Marcus Freeman, who is young and who is in the college game right now, who is in that world, is a perfect fit and a perfect guy for the time. Now, we'll know as people are listening to this, something might have changed really drastically, but the big argument was that, Brian Kelly left six days before knowing whether or not his team was actually out of the college football playoff chase. Luke Fickle is still in the college football playoff chase, at least as we speak right now. And so they're going to probably wait and see on that. If there is an announcement, they're not going to do anything until after we know what Cincinnati's future is. Kind of like Lincoln Riley didn't make the move. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His agent was obviously talking to USC before, uh, the end of the regular season, but it wasn't all announced until after the Oklahoma State game. So I do think if you're Notre Dame, you do have to wait a little while, but certainly Marcus Freeman, if he's not at the top of the list, he's close, and you might have a swap, or if it is Luke Fickle, then Cincinnati would be like, Marcus Freeman, our old defensive coordinator, please come here, take over this job, and 
uh, take us into the, the new era and with the Big 12 coming up in a few years for that program. The old switcheroo. And as far as Brian Kelly, I, I we talked about this on my uh, overnight show. We did Kelly going to Baton Rouge. And they you talk about a switch. They, they had the most Louisiana Cajun coach they could have with Coach O. And Brian Kelly's like the polar opposite of when you think of Louisiana, Baton Rouge, the SEC, you don't think of Brian Kelly. How long is a honeymoon period going to last uh, for Coach Kelly there at LSU? It's it, it's over. It was over 10, it went 10 minutes ago. It, <laughs> look, it, it, I was on a you know, good-natured, joking fun with the, uh, the one of the radio stations down in Baton Rouge where they were asked, you know, we got into the argument, what's the better job, USC or LSU? And I kept yelling at them, you guys are crazy. Why would anybody want this LSU job? Because you can't go 10-2. and two. You can't lose three games in a row. You can't lose ever. Because that fan base has experienced the top of the mountain. Not only did they experience three national championships in you know recent times under three different head coaches. Look, Nick, Nick Saban wasn't exactly Mr. New Orleans when he took over that gig when he came down from Michigan State. Obviously, one, one there was great. Uh, Les Miles, obviously, was great there until he wasn't. And Ed Orgeron put together arguably the greatest season in college football history, and two years later, complete failure, can't coach gone. Who wants to deal with that? I mean, I obviously Brian Kelly does, but it, you're getting gobs and gobs of money for this. But the pressure for that job when Alabama is still a thing, when Auburn's still good, when Ole Miss is still good, when you still have a Georgia from the East, it's just, it, it's impossible for every team in the SEC to be awesome, especially in a year where just about every team was above average or better when 13 of the 14 teams are going bowling. You know, so like it's impo- it's just an impossible expectation to ask Brian Kelly or anybody to step in right away and win a national championship now. But if he doesn't do it in the next two or three years, everyone's going to be screaming at him just like they're screaming at like Jimbo Fisher now that he sucks and can't coach because they haven't won a national championship at Texas A&M, even though they were this close to getting into the college football playoff last year. They fired Dan Mullen, sucks, can't coach. Even though last year at this exact time they were still in the college football playoff hunt, it's an insane world in the SEC. But boo-hoo, all these guys are getting paid generational wealth to be able to, to live that life. Yeah, and it's, it's really – you think of the SEC and it, the, the big-name coaches, it's, it's tilted heavily towards the SEC West, obviously, with that, that half, with all the big names there. And who's, who's the next coach out in the SEC? Uh, if, if big name coach. Who do you think is on the hottest of hot uh, seats? It, the problem is right now as we've kind of all, we've gone through this process at this point, there really isn't one particular guy I would say in terms of just flat out pressure. Dude's got to start winning bigger now. It's Jimbo Fisher, uh, because the crazy part about Jimbo is on the one side he was rumored to be on the the short list for LSU, and on the other side you've got the fan base is like, hey, all right. So let's win a national championship already, or we want to be that team that gets into the uh, the college football playoff hunt. Uh, so it's there's a whole lot of you know every school's got that guy because now if you look at the coaches across the board, it's pretty massively awesome. I mean Lane Kiffin should I, I thought Lane Kiffin would have been great back at USC and in a dream world he'd be great for Notre Dame, but he's he's one of the best coaches going and he's at Ole Miss. Mike Leach 
look, the guy's never won anything, and I have major problems with him as a human being, but he's great. He, that offense is phenomenal at Mississippi State. Kirby Smart, you know, okay, fine. As we speak right now, he hasn't won a national championship yet, but obviously he's got that program rocking and rolling. We'll see what Billy Napier does at, at uh, Florida. Josh Heupel could not be a hotter candidate for Oklahoma with what he's doing at Tennessee. So the coaches in this conference all bring it. And going back to what we talked about at the very, very beginning, why I'm a Power 5 snob, you want to talk about the difference between, okay, Cincinnati beat Notre Dame. That's awesome. Great win. Then do it again. Don't, you know, now they get what? You know, Tulane, Tulsa, East Carolina. Whereas if you're Texas A&M, oh, be great. You beat Alabama. Super. Beat Arkansas. Beat Ole Miss. Beat Mississippi State. Beat Georgia. Whoever else. It's just, it's not the same when it comes to the big, gigantic conferences like that and the other the non-Power 5 conferences. And that's just life in the SEC. Yeah, and as far as Lincoln Riley, uh, I have been bombarded. I have friends at USC people that have been pumping their chest out, walking around like peacocks. They should. Uh, why, why did Lincoln Riley take – that's not – I know it's L.A. and all that, but the, SC, the USC football program has been uh, going the wrong direction for a long time. And he, he created – you know, he didn't really create Oklahoma. Bob Stoops created Oklahoma. But was that a money play? Why? Or did you want to live in L.A.? What are you, what are you hearing on why Lincoln Riley chose I – mean, he could have had any job he wanted. He chose the USC job. Why USC? Yeah, I think it's Kirk Herbstreit who phrased it. Yeah, he he got the keys to the Maserati at Oklahoma, and now he doesn't quite have that at uh, USC. But look, USC can flip around fast. They were so they had the talent this year to have been in the Pac-12 championship hunt, and it just didn't happen right away. That can be flipped instantly. And again, as mentioned before, he's getting the recruits to come in. Uh, to USC right away. Certainly Caleb Williams could follow him uh, from Oklahoma to get there. Right now, USC is going to be at the top of every recruits list because it's LA, because it's USC, because especially in an era now with name, image, and likeness, where all the stuff that USC got hammered for under Pete Carroll with the Reggie Bush sanctions are now part of the norm. Like, like, oh, what did what did they get the coma penalty for? They got it because Reggie Bush worked with a marketing company, and he worked with an agent, and he did. Oh, he had these subway deals lined up for him. You know, oh my gosh, he's history's greatest monster, and they, you know, pretty much killed the USC program for a couple of years. Now that's part of the deal. So if you're a recruit and you're saying, okay, I could go to this school or I could go to the school in LA, the prospects of making the money there are so much bigger and better and under Lincoln Riley and being in that offense and that team, that is going to be the hot team, hot program. And just straight professionally, look, Lincoln Riley is going to be the highest paid football coach in Los Angeles. It's the money that they're giving college coaches now compared to the NFL is just insanity. So why wouldn't you want to live in LA, you know, live the life there, the weather, the city, the media market, the recruiting opportunities. And on top of it, look, he's got to beat what Colorado and Utah and UCLA and Arizona. That's a little different than Oklahoma going into life in the SEC and having to beat Nick Saban and Alabama and LSU and everything we just talked about with the SEC world. Well, and also, Pete, I mean, the, the, the details on Oklahoma and his houses, the, the USC bought two houses from Lincoln Riley, and they, they're paying for his house 
in L.A. That may, may we all find someone in life to want to hire us to pay for houses. Oh. And my God, what an amazing thing! I didn't even and know. As my, as my as my running gag goes, Mel Tucker uh, and I were at Wisconsin at the exact same time. Not, you know, we had classes. I was in a bunch of classes with him, uh, and little did I know that at the time that the two of us combined would be worth $95.1 million over the next 10 years. <laughs> you know, so, like, so, so great, great gig if you can get it as one of these college football head coaches who uh, is, is on, the, on the rise and is really good at what you're doing. Well, and also it's driving up the prices in the NFL now that the NFL is going to have to compete financially with who thought who, who would have ever thought they're going to have to compete with Michigan State and Penn State and – USC and, and these uh, these things. It's crazy. Hey, I'll, I'll let you go, Pete. I know I've kept you a long time. How can people follow you? I know college football news is where you hang out all the time, but on social media, if they want to catch up with you, I'll put it all in the, the, uh, the yeah, college Yeah, fo- collegefootballnews.com, obviously. Uh, my personal one, Pete Futak, F-I-U-T-A-K. And unfortunately, since college football news does not have enough characters for Twitter, it is C-O-L, college football news. A horrible handle, but uh, it's all up there as well on the Twitter machine. Awesome. Thank you, Pete. Appreciate it. Anytime. You have a great one. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at first first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.